All right, we are back here, CITR 101.9 FM in Vancouver, British Columbia, Canada, Rumbletone Radio, GoGo, the name of the show. We've been playing the Vicious Cycles and their friends, and if everything has worked correctly, we got Billy Bones on the line. Billy, are you there? I'm here. Awesome. Glad to have you back here on the airwaves. We do this every now and again, but it's a very, very special day tomorrow because something that we've all been waiting for is finally going to be released. Billy Bones of the Vicious Cycles, please tell us what is happening tomorrow night. So we've spent, I I, I got no idea how long we've been a band for, but we've spent the last three years or so trying to make a record. We finally got something done that we can release. So tomorrow night is our CD release party. Cool, cool, cool. So we've uh, basically, well, maybe not basically, but there seems to be a theme going on behind the Vicious Cycles, and I think your name kind of says it all, because it's about bikes, it's about rat bikes, and uh, they songs are loaded with energy. Like, we, we just heard, um, um, I don't get no kicks till I'm covered in filth. Um, no, now, I, I don't get no kicks till I'm in fifth. Till you're in fifth? Ah, okay. I, I, I thought I read filth. But um, I want to... And then we, we played also I Don't Care, Let's Ride, which is a... Uh, is that a song that's also going to be on this new album, or is that going to be showing up in the future? Because uh, I've been playing that song for quite some time here. Uh, yeah, I Don't Care, Let's Ride is... I don't think it's on the record. I think that's waiting for uh, a seven-inch record that's coming up. Terrific, because you've had put you put out a, se- a seven inch not too long ago with some great songs on it. In fact, I happen to have a copy here with um, with Mama and No Good and Kickstart, which is available on all the fine record stores. But tomorrow night, your CDs and your album. Are you doing both yeah. vinyl and uh, and CD? Uh, we're we're poor we're poor motorcycle enthusiasts, and uh, we've only done it on CD until. So did you hear that, ladies and gentlemen? Show up to the Waldorf tomorrow night, buy yourself the CD, and then they'll have enough to print the vinyl, and then you'll, you'll have both. You'll have okay. both. Um, we also heard from the James T. Kirks in that set, uh, yeah. the theme from Candy Tufts. Tell us about the James T. Kirks, and how is there a connection with the Vicious Cycles? Well, the, the James T. Kirks, I believe, have been a band for uh, 15 years now. The, uh, the bass player in the Vicious Cycles is uh, the extremely good-looking Mr. Rob Wright, and that guy is uh, the bass player in the James C. Kirks, along with his brother, Ted Wright. Uh, they've been doing that band out of Edmonton, um, since, since I think since they learned how to eat solid food. And you were also in Raised by Wolves, who we heard rats are gonna ride. When did you first get? When were you fir- first enthused by uh, by motorcycles? When did you first have that fascination? Actually, the, so the the theremin player from. Today on the Arts Report. Flop, a one-man musical, plays at the Colch before a stop at the Edmonton Fringe. Contemporary dance theater comes to Pacific Theater. A preview of the Shambhala Music Festival. And Carousel Theater's teen Shakespeare production of Julius Caesar. Plus, free tickets to Flop and much, much more. Stay with us. Hello, and 
and welcome to the Arts Report. Today is Wednesday, August the 3rd, and this is CITR 101.9 FM in Vancouver, and also streaming online at citr.ca. Uh, my name is Nick Sartori, and... Um, as you might have already noticed, I am not Adam Janusz. Uh, Adam is away this week at the Shambhala Music Festival, putting together a great show that will air next week on the Arts Report. So make sure uh, that you stay tuned for that next week. Uh, in the meantime, you got me for the next hour, so make sure you stay tuned. Uh, we're here until 6, and we have a really great show for you uh, coming up. So first I want to talk about Shambhala because Adam is there, um, and I have this theory that he's not going to come back because he's going to get lost. Um, because there are six stages at Chambala, for those of you who may not have gone to the music festival before. Um, it's a very large festival, um, and uh, there there are some, some substances... Um, that can sometimes be be consumed at this at this event um that that may make people uh, more more uh oh, what's the right word i'm looking for here um able to get lost so <laughs> that's anna laughing behind me that uh, we're a little we're a little worried aren't we anna that that adam might get lost and not return for the show next week but we'll 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 be we'll we'll stay hopeful for the meantime anyway. Um, yeah, so we're going to bring you a fantastic live show uh, or, or feature uh, next week that Adam will bring you about the Shambhala. Um music festival. If you want to check out the one from last year to get a feel for what the festival is like, the festival starts uh, on uh, Thursday, or sorry, Friday this week, so that's August 5th. Um, but uh, if you want to check out and sort of get a feel for what it's all about, you can uh, find the podcast for the Arts Report from last year because Adam put together a really great show uh, where he talked to some of the producers of the festival and he talked to some of the artists and it was really great and a lot of fun, so you should check it out. Um, it was just BC Day long weekend, which is kind of nice. What did you do on BC Day long weekend, Anna? <laughs> oh, here we go. Okay. I'm, I'm, make, I'm making you comment here. I'll turn on the mic. <laughs> Hi, Anna. Hi. Um, did, you, did you do fun things? I did. Uh, it was sunny. We finally have summer in Vancouver. I feel yeah. like this is some weird anomaly that never really has happened before. It was great. I got to see some uh, Canadian landscapes. Um, we cool. Went to, uh, we went camping to uh, Golden Ears. Nice. Yeah. In Maple Ridge? Yeah. And far away, Maple Ridge? Far away from here. <laughs> far yeah. away from the city, all cool. the way to Golden Ears. But yeah. it was nice, sunny and nice. Awesome. And beautiful. This is good. How was your weekend? It was great. <laughs> it was it was great. Um, I'm, I'm, I didn't do anything particularly of note. I bought yeah. a bike. I spent a lot of money on a new bike, which I probably shouldn't have done. I do do you ride okay. your bike? Like well, it? yes. Yeah. Okay. Well, then it's it's an you know it's a good investment. Did but... you ride it on BC Day? I did. Oh, that's yeah. very BC like to Maple Ridge actually. Oh, there you go. <laughs> so so We're there like... you go. Not as far as Golden Ears. That's like e- eons away. <laughs> there were people doing it, though. Yeah, this We were is cheering true. them from the truck. They were going uphill. Oh, really? Like just... <laughs> Trying really hard to like... Nice. That's good. Good times. Yeah. Cool. Um, that was that was all very arts-related, wasn't it? Oh, all this yes. This little chat about the BC Day Long Weekend. The summer is funny because there's a lot of music um, happening. And uh, a few weeks ago, we were down at the um, Vancouver Folk Music Festival, having a good time with uh, Steve Edge, Linda Bull, uh, Adam uh, Janusz, and Val Cormier um, in two live programs. And they were a lot of fun. Um, and uh, it was raining. And it feels that that was eons away as well, because that was only a couple of weeks ago. But it feels like it was really a very long time, and I don't want to think about it anymore. Um, 
I want to talk about fall art season because one of the things that is very exciting is that uh, with the end of summer, um, and we're not there yet, folks. Calm down. It's, yeah. we're, not, we're not there yet. It's only things. August. But when we get to uh, September and into October, um, we start to get into the fall art season, which is very exciting. Um, there's a lot of really uh, fantastic arts and culture. All of the regular theater, music, dance, all of your favorite organizations get back into their sort of usual um, presenting and producing uh, mode which is cool. Um, and the one thing that I want to talk about that is sort of arts report related, well, actually, it's a very arts report related, is the Vancouver International Fringe Festival. Uh, the Fringe is uh, going to be running for 10 days in September. Of course, it's BC's largest theater festival. It's in its 27th year this year. Um, and it's so much fun. Uh, this year, the theme is Surrender to the Fringe, which is so mysterious and awesome. Um, so I'm very excited for the over 500 shows that are going to be happening all around Vancouver during the Fringe. Um, of course, you can find more information about the Fringe Festival on their website, which is uh, vancouverfringe.com. Um, but keep uh, keep posted uh, to the Arts Report via our website, citr.ca, or on our Facebook, YouTube, or Twitter pages, because um, we're going to be launching back into our This Fringy Life podcast. Um, this is a series of podcasts that Adam and, and myself and a number of the other contributors to the Arts Report worked on last year. It was a lot of fun, and we sort of go a little bit more in-depth and bring you some of the people and the stories and the culture of what the Vancouver Fringe is all about. A little bit more than just, you know, your usual review or interview with an artist. So uh, it's going to be very exciting. And those will start this month in August. So keep, uh, it, uh, keep your eyes peeled uh, for that coming very soon. So uh, let's get on with the show because we have many, many fun and exciting things to talk about today. Um, the first of which is something that I am very excited about because I've seen this show and so I can attest to how brilliantly fantastic, hilarious, and awesome it is. Uh, Flop is an original play. It's written by recent Studio 58 grad Anton Lipovetsky. Uh, the show follows a critically acclaimed run of The Park. This is another original musical that was co-written by Anton at Studio 58 last year. Uh, he originally did it in a one-act form and then uh, redid it as part of Studio 58's uh, season last year as a full-length play. Uh, in Flop, this is his new show, Anton writes and performs multiple parts in this hilarious and heartfelt one-man musical, and it really is absolutely hilarious. Um, before it goes on tour at the Edmonton Fringe Festival, which will happen this August, uh, Flop is making a one-night stop at the Kulch. It's tomorrow night, uh, and I had a chance to catch up with Anton recently, and uh, I began by asking him to tell us a little bit more about the show. Well, the the show we're talking about is Flop, a one-man musical. It's a uh... It's a show that I've written um, for myself to perform, uh, uh, and I'm taking it to the Edmonton Fringe Festival um, in uh, on August 9th. Um, it follows a, a, a young theater director uh, who watches his his first play flop abysmally. He was a miserable failure. And uh, he's so ashamed, he escapes to his brother's home in small town Alberta. But um, with a horrible twist of fate, he gets stuck in his worst nightmare, uh, directing a high school production of Romeo and Juliet. <laughs> awesome. And so it's a, it's a musical, and uh, I, I play all the parts, and it's almost entirely music. Um, yeah, what else do you want to know? Well, I mean, I guess before we get into talking about how you as a performer managed to to do character work for all of these fantastic people um how 
how do you get into writing your own musical? Like, what, I, I guess, what sort of revelation did you have? Like, hey, I'm going to go write my own one-man musical. What was your uh, inspiration for the show? Well, it was a pretty practical one. I mean, I had to write. I went to a school called Studio 58. Um, it's up at Langara College here mm-hmm. in Vancouver. And mm-hmm. uh, I had to write a one-man show as part of my graduation term. You know, it was a, it was a school project. Ah. And I love music, I love writing music, and I figured, well, I might as well, you know, use as many skills as I have mm-hmm. to create something. And so, so I made this show, I mean, I made a smaller version of the show that, uh, that, I'm, that I'm working on now. Um, and this, this isn't your first foray into writing musicals, um, because you previously had a show that some people in Vancouver may remember called The Park that went up twice, once as a one act and then again as a, as a full length. Mm-hmm. So what was the particular inspiration, if there is one, um, for the particular storyline and characters? Like, Is it something that you pulled from uh, a past experience or a story that you heard about? Where did you get the inspiration for this story and the people in it? Well, yeah, um, I when I was the school, the, the show is about high school theater, mm-hmm. and I I went to uh, a high school that the extracurricular theater program was was intense, and and we would do shows that um, you know are just so beyond high school experience, <laughs> you know, you know like deep dramatic works, and 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 I looking back on it, you know. It really helped me, you know, it really, it made me feel like, you know, mature and stuff. But looking back on it, I mean, it just seems so funny to me. Like, mm-hmm. the idea of young kids, you know, playing these older parts. And, 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 I, and I wanted to make an, I wanted to basically write an homage to my experience in, mm-hmm. in high school theater. Which, you know, is very different from professional theater in the way that it's people, you know, I found that when I went to school, like it was people's lives, like high school theater is so, it's so important. Like, and the, and the show itself and having your family come out and, and no matter, no matter how good it was, your parents told you you were great, you know, Mm -hmm. and everyone told you you were great. And that concept I wanted to explore too, because, you know, the more I learn about theater, the more I create, I have a, I, I develop a critical eye and judgments about pieces that I see. Whereas, you know, here's a venue of, theatrical creation where it's just it's all celebration i think mm-hmm. you know yeah and 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 i guess how was that stepping back into that world um you know when you went back to write the show and thinking about your own experience in high school how was that experience of reflecting back on some of those memories and and thinking about that in comparison like what what was the you know your initial reaction to that well Thinking back, I mean, it's funny, like, one of the themes that I wanted to explore was, you know, I remember events when I was younger where I'd play a music or sing for people or, you know, do a dramatic production for people, and then in the moment it feels so great, you know? It feels like I'm amazing. I'm Marlon Brando and I'm 13. <laughs> and then it's like watching videos of it, it's like, whoa what was I thinking, <laughs> you know, and, uh, and that's, that's funny to me and exploring that, you know, I look back and, and it, and it, to me, it, it, it suddenly became less about the quality of what I did and the experience of what I did, which is kind of, you know, the message that I'm trying to get across with this show. Mm-hmm. 
And how is it for you as an actor going up and playing? I mean, how many characters do you play in the show? Roughly. Well, the show's uh, still evolving. I mean, I play the director, and then I play the, the many students he has. Mm-hmm. And and how is that for you, going up on stage and having to to um, take on all of these different, you know, physical bodies and uh, and voices for all of these different characters and be in you know and live in their heads. Very fun. Very, yeah. Very fun. It, it can be very exhausting, but it's it's really really satisfying when. I can tell that the audience like appreciates the uh, you know the switch, the transition. Here's one person, and then here's another person. And, mm-hmm. and it's when when I think when the switches are clean and swift and specific, there's a real like satisfying uh, you, you know moment for everyone. Mm-hmm. And so I, I really enjoy playing the different people and mm-hmm. sending it up. You know, that's that's fun for me. Mm-hmm. And what- I remember the first time I did the show, like I was just pooped. Yeah, <laughs> you know, and yeah, I've never done like a real long run in the show, so you know, I've been thinking about that a lot. Yeah, and um, what what are you hoping that when people see the show, what are you hoping that they get most from it? Well, you know, I, I I'm a I, I see myself as a perfectionist, so that's mostly what I was going for, or exploring when I was writing this piece. But that's more from my own personal exploration. I mean, I feel like when people come and see stuff that I've written, just like with the park, just like with anything, you know, I just want people to have a good time, really. Mm-hmm. I don't want to force a message on anyone. I just want people to have a good time. And uh, and hopefully there's something in the story that someone connects to. And, and, and most of all, hopefully there's some music that people uh, hum on the way home or remember the lyrics the next day or, or something. You know, that's... That's the most satisfying for mm-hmm. me uh, out of any part of this, you know. And that was Anton Lipovetsky, who has written, uh, has directed, and is starring in Flop, a one-man musical. It's an original play that he has written. Um, and as you heard, uh, very touching, very fantastic, very musical, and um, it's one night only. Um, it's presented by New Hands Theatre, and it's tomorrow night. That's Thursday, August 4th. It's at the Van City Culture Lab, which is in the Culch. It's the really cool black box space in the Culch, if you haven't been there. Um, it's beside the Historic Theatre. It's awesome um so it's one night preview tomorrow night um before the edmonton fringe and they'll be touring to the edmonton fringe um and uh, anton wanted me to mention that he's going to be traveling with his fellow studio 58ers sean mccohen and kayla dunbar who have been really helpful uh for him um as well as recent uh ubc bfa acting grad michelle cutler who uh will be his accompanist uh and who i am told is a brilliant musician um so it should be a fantastic show tomorrow night and um you can still get tickets they're 18 dollars uh for Adults and $15 for students. You can find out all of the details and purchase tickets online at www.thecultch.com. Or if you want to go for free, you can call me right now. Um, we have two tickets to give away here on the Arts Report. So if you would like to win uh, two tickets and join us to come see Flop uh, tomorrow night at the Colch, uh, give us a call, 604-822-CITR. That's 604 822 2487. So give us a call. 604 822 2487. Uh, this is the Arts Report on CITR 101.9 FM in Vancouver. And uh, we are going to play you a song now. This is Flop. This is the uh, title track from uh, Flop, the one man musical by Anton Lipovetsky. Uh, and please enjoy it. We will be right back here on the Arts Report. 
think I've done it. I think I finally lost my mind. I think I died. If I did, and I don't want to survive. It's a flop. It's a messy, sloppy, hokey, jokey bomb. It won't be long till the crowd will boo and hiss and hit the gong. The producers will have my head and kick it off the stage, and the critics will pan it. Yeah, they'll slam it on the page, and the audience will crush me as they rush me in a rage. Twenty-four. So much promise, had so much in store. Not anymore. I'm dying to be lying on the floor and have a light fall, smash and crash its glass onto my face, or have a group of little kids riddle me with blades, or have a spaceship zap me and then slap me into space. After the show, do I stay and take the blame? Become a friend of CITR and receive great discounts at businesses around Vancouver. Your friends of CITR card will get you discounts on Main Street at Anti-Social Skateboard Shop, Devil May Wear, Woo Vintage, The Kiss Store, Lucky's Comics, Neptune Records, Red Cat Records, The Regional Assembly of Text, RX Comics, Temple of the Modern Girl, Flaming Angels Boutique, and The Wallflower Modern Diner. It pays to be a friend of CITR. To find out more, come visit us in room 233 of the sub on UBC campus or visit us online at citr.ca. Hello and welcome back to the Arts Report here on CITR 101.9 FM and streaming live online at citr.ca. Congratulations to Jesse, who just won two tickets to flop uh, tomorrow night at the Gulch. Um, Congratulations. Hope you enjoy the show. Um, If you are still looking for tickets, once again, you can get them online, www.thegulch.com. You can also phone the Gulch at 604 251-1363 and again it's $18 for adults and $15 for students awesome so uh, we have some more wonderful things to tell you about in the arts report today uh, and the next show is a show called When I Was Kija Sui uh, it's a new contemporary dance work that follows one girl through four stages of life with rich fantasy and stark reality weaving together into a dance performance that incorporates mask work and theatrical plot it's a dance theater show, and it's produced by uh, local artists Les Petites Taquines, uh, and it plays August 4th through 6th, so that's tomorrow night uh, through uh, Saturday at Pacific Theater. Uh, I recently chatted with the newest member of the company, Les Petites Taquines, Francine Dulong, and I asked her about how the company started uh, and how she became involved with the group. So Les Petites Taquines started with the three founding members, with Lindsay Rotar, Jackie Faulkner, and Andrea Lowen, and they just had this extreme urge to dance. And luckily enough, Andrea and I uh, graduated from UBC in tandem in uh, 2007. And I came back from France, and I was feeling really bereft. And I wanted to do a cabaret-style show. And the three of them approached me and said, we would love to work with you. And that's how I joined the company. Uh, Les Petits Taquines is French for the little flirts. And our catchphrase, of course, is flirting with innovation. Because we do call ourselves a dance theater troupe. Uh, we don't do just strictly contemporary style. We like to throw a little bit of acrobat stuff in there. And what, wait, what does that mean, 
for like for people who per- maybe don't know as much about dance and of course perhaps are more familiar with theater or of course vice versa um, mm-hmm. what does that mean to combine both dance theater dance theater means that we're a little bit more story based so mm. it's not as abstract we try to find a theme or a story so that you'll see recognizable characters throughout the dance and you'll see a through line for instance the show uh, when I was Je suis is about a girl growing up and you will see a progression of a character going through a series of challenges in her life. So tell us a little bit more about the the show then specifically. So it's about this girl, so what are some of those challenges that she experiences in the show? You see four major stages of life. We definitely start in childhood, and the whole show goes through sections of reality and sections of fantasy, and we explore the fantastical side of these challenges. So of course the first is childhood, dealing with nightmares, fear, parenting, then we move into the teenage stage. We're dealing with young love, first heartbreak. Then we go into a bit more of the university stage, identity, uh, dealing with anxiety, control. And then we move on into adulthood, where we get into perhaps extreme loss and how, how to maintain a normal life. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Short synopsis. Yeah, and how, how many of you are there in the show? Four of us. Four. So, and, and you're all female, right? All four of you? Yeah, so how how was that for you guys as four women working through the progression of those stages that obviously many of you have, have you know experienced those stages yourself? How was that sort of reliving it through this character? It's been very cathartic and very lighthearted. Mm. Uh, it's, it's, it's been great to just sit down with the four of us and really dig deep into our own experiences. Mm-hmm and how to make them clear and concise and share them with an audience. Mm-hmm. And also, of course, make, make them accessible to everyone, not just, especially other women, but right. I'm sure that anybody seeing this story would hopefully recognize a point in their lives where they've touched on some of these issues. Right. So what do you think the overall theme is, or, or, or perhaps a better way to say that is, what do you hope that the audience will take away with them after seeing the show? I want them to think. I definitely just want mm-hmm. them to think. So if they come out in the end, I, I want them to have questions. I want them to have a favorite part, have mm. a part that really irks them. Uh, to not understand something is fine. I just really want them to think. I don't want to tell them what to think. Mm-hmm. I want them to think their own thoughts. Mm-hmm. And I have one more question, and that's um, that when I was reading a little bit about the show, I was reading that there's mask work in the show, and I'm excited about that. So tell us more about um, the use of mask in the show. The use of masks. So the use of masks comes from some of the physical theater background we have. And, uh, and this fantastical realm. So each stage, childhood, teenage, identity, and adulthood, you see one realistic, more realistic piece and one fantastical piece. And there is a section, I won't give away too much, but there are gremlins tailing Ooh. the main character, and they get into all sorts of shenanigans. So we had a lot of fun choreographing really specific movements and playing around with masks in that piece. And that was Francine Dulong from Les Petites Taquines. Um, the little flirts flirting with innovation with their new show, When I Was, Qui Je Suis. Uh, and it's at Pacific Theatre, uh, which is on West 12th Avenue. And it opens tomorrow night uh, and runs through Saturday night at 8 p.m. each evening. Uh, tickets are $10 in advance and $12 at the door. Please bring cash if you are going to the door. Uh, and tomorrow night, Thursday, it's two for one night. So bring a friend. For 12 bucks. That's pretty awesome. Um, if you want more information or to reserve your advance tickets, you can visit their website, which is lespetitetakin.wordpress.com. 
If that's a little too much for you to get over the radio, that's okay. We'll tweet it for you. Uh, you can find us uh, on Twitter at CITR underscore Arts Report, and uh, we will tweet it. Um, okay, we're going to move right along because we have many exciting things happening. Um, and before we come back to tell you more uh, about uh, the Shambhala Music Festival, where Adam is currently right now, we're going to play you a song. Uh, this is a band called Panther and the Superfly Band. Uh, they're playing a show coming up that I will tell you more about in a moment. In the meantime, this is a song called Who's to Say? And it's on CITR 101.9 FM. I'm all the way up in outer space, no haste. This is my place, get all the time in the world, no waste. I'm up in outer space, no haste. This is my place, and it must be fate. I'm all the way up in outer space, no haste. This is my place, get all the time in the world, no waste. I'm Yo. up in outer space, no haste. Let's go up on an escape, you and I Forget all your wonders and your worries and your pride Embrace this feeling as it comes from inside Acting like a chain linking your body, your soul and your mind All the forces of nature combined The four elements rearranged, realigned The infrastructure you laid out over time Mixed up like a spiral Sending all your thoughts coming at you like a wave That's tidal, vital sign Powerful like what you see when you catch a flat line Don't worry, your heart will still beat like mine The only side effect is that your teeth might grind I got to put a plan in place to save earth and its race All that I see is so mistake Think about it, who's the safe vision is not to be spotted A euphoria is not to be won the way up and out of space, no haste This is my place, got all the time in the world to waste I'm up and out of space, no haste This is my place, and it must be fake I'm all the way up and out of space, no haste This is my place, got all the time in the world to waste I'm up and out of space, no haste This is my place, got all the time and it must be fake I am the dog to your light, free fall to your flight High as a kite, token stick, call me Panther or call me Blake We got questions and they all got answers that we're not supposed to know Like the cure to cancer or the real facts of astronomy Probably you'll grab a spaceship and dip quick Travel nine planets swiftly, don't matter if you miss me I'm going very far, like years away to blow up with real stars I don't see no one above me, nobody at bar Can't even see no one below me, I don't know where you are Y'all off my radar, I spit the shit to watch your face scar Spit hard, MCs don't even know where to start Yo, the state we were born in adapted Caption with a little bit of that substance Matter in your brain, just rushing through your veins And driving you crazy insane A level and you all the way up and out of space, no haste my place, got all the time in the world to waste. I'm up and out of space, no haste. This is my place, and it must be fake. I'm all the way up and out of space, no haste. This is my place, got all the time in the world to waste. I'm up and out of space, no haste. This is my place, and it must be fake, yeah. I got to put a plan in place to save Earth and its race. Orthodoxy and sober state. Think about it. Who's to say vision is not to be spotted? Or euphoria is not to be wanted? You never really know which way to go. It could be enlightening, but someone find it kind of frightening. Like lightning, but I'm just saying. And life, you gotta gain as much freedom as you can. Whether you're in outer space or you're living on land. If you're lost, just follow the ink marks. I'm a drop from my pen. Burn down the street, hot, giving people tans. Van City Panther, go ahead and take a glance. On the brow for that spot in the sky That twinkle in a bird's eye You invincible flap your wings and fly On the brow for that spot in the sky That twinkle in a bird's eye 
out of space, no haste. This is my place, got all the time in the world of waste. I'm up and out of space, no haste. This is my place, and it must be fake. I'm all the way up and out of space, up and up and out of space, no haste. Got all the time, it's got all the time in the world. Up and out of space, up and up and out of space, no haste, and it must be fake. I'm all the way up and out of space, no haste. Got all the time, got all the time in the world. Up and out of space, no haste. Are you interested in radio but not quite sure how to get involved? CITR is the place for you. We are a volunteer-driven campus and community radio station with a variety of volunteer opportunities. Want to become an on-air programmer? Learn about promotions? Maybe become a news or arts reporter? Come learn about all the ways you can become involved at CITR. Volunteer orientations are held on the first Monday of every month at 6.30 p.m. If the first Monday falls on a statutory holiday, the orientation moves to the second Monday. Visit citr.ca for more information. Welcome back to the Arts Report here on CITR 101.9 FM. Uh, just before that wonderful ad about getting involved with CITR, you heard a song from Panther and the Superfly Band. Um, actually, that was Panther before he had the Superfly Band. But in any case, it's Panther and the Superfly Band. It's called Who's to Say. Um, and they're playing a show at the Media Club. Um, it's presented by our friends at the 30 Live Group, uh, who CITR has been involved with uh, since uh, about a year ago, back in September 2010. Um, and uh, it's Saturday August 13th at the Media Club, uh, and it's uh, featuring the Wizards, the return of the Wizards. It's very exciting, um, so make sure that you come by and check it out, because it's going to be a lot of fun. All right, moving right along with the show. Um, Adam, as I mentioned to you earlier, uh, is away at the Shambhala Music Festival having a grand time, um, and also getting some great coverage for a special that he's going to be doing uh, for the Arts Report next week. Uh, But in the meantime, he's brought us a little preview about the festival. Uh, deep in the Kootenai Mountain Range, uh, the Salmo River Ranch begins its annual transformation into the grounds for Canada's largest and most popular electronic music celebration. It's the Shambhala Music Festival. Uh, pristine pastures evolve into a city of 10,000, uh, where nature and technology coexist harmoniously. I like that, harmoniously. Uh, for five days and four nights, some of the world's top electronic artists play on six stages, all nestled in the West Kootenai Mountains, including the Fractal Forest, where Adam may get lost. Um, Adam started by asking Brits, who is the festival's social media coordinator, uh, to comment about the growing popularity of the festival. I would say that there's a, a real um, growth in the popularity of electronic music in North America, and I think that's uh, a major part of it. Um, seems like a lot of festivals throughout North America are selling out really quickly this year, and uh, I like to speculate that it's a positive sign that people want to be together and dance. Now, I understand that, uh, that Shambhala won an award recently. What is that award? Uh, we won the uh, Best Large Festival Award at the Bricks Pole International Awards in, uh, in, London, in London in March, mm-hmm. and uh, that's a, a breakbeat award. Uh, show that they do annually. I think it was the 11th annual this year. Mm-hmm. Well, that's quite a mark of success because, I mean, the UK is uh, is quite an, an expert place for, for large uh, music festivals, isn't it? Yeah, and a lot of our talent that plays Shambhala comes out of the UK, so that's really exciting to um, be able to be on that stage with them. 
Now, yeah. as well as being about electronic music, um, the festival has a very um, alternative vibe. Uh, right from from the sort of uh, meditation tents to the marketplace to just um, you know nudists enjoying uh, the grounds. Um, I wonder, is that something you want to encourage? Is that something you foster? Was that just an accident that happened? And and do you, do you like that? Uh, yeah, of course. We totally totally encourage people to be themselves out here. Um, it's kind of. Uh, it's kind of a break from the everyday where you're a little bit guarded about about who you are to other people. Um, one of our um, main statements that we try to get across is don't be afraid of who you are, and we really try to encourage that and for people to get out of themselves and just let their freak, fl- freak flag fly out here, you know? Yeah. Um, and, yeah, we, we do encourage that. It's definitely um, something that has contributed to the overall beauty of the festival over the years and it was kind of an accident but it turned out to be a very beautiful accident and mm-hmm. we're very happy with how it turned out now uh, i think what isn't an accident is is that you're able to to have that uh, attitude because you don't have uh, corporate sponsorship is that is that true does that give you a little bit more leeway breathing room yeah, that's totally correct. Um, the reason we decided not to go with corporate sponsorship is because we um, wanted to maintain the artistic vision of the festival and uh, really be true to who we are as artists and performers and not have anyone telling us that, oh, you can't have naked people out on the beach because that hurts our corporate image, you know? We, we just really wanted to maintain... Um, a place where you can go and not be advertised to. Now, I know you're you're thinking primarily about the festival that's about to begin, but how? What is the the long term vision of Shambhala? Um, you know, in the next two, five, or, or ten years, um, I notice you know you're already getting ten thousand people to your event. Are you are you planning to expand? Um. Well, we haven't really talked about that too much. Um, of course, there is always the thought there, but we're very comfortable with 10,000 people. Um, it's worked really well for us. And um, Rick and Sue Bunchu, the owners of the farm, uh, the parents of uh, the three kids who run it, um, they're quite happy with 10,000 people. And what mom and dad say goes around here. So uh, <laughs> we're at 10,000 people for now. Are you concerned... In, in, in terms of the festival organizers, you know, expecting 10,000 people to show up and, and, and walk all over the place, are you worried about what that does to the farm? Because it is, it is a working farm. Um, and, of course, the, you know, the trash and everything that, that goes on with having a large-scale festival. Yeah, de- definitely. Um, this land is is people's home. You know, um, Rick and Sue Bunshu, the owners of the land, live here, as well as our production manager, um, Kareen, with her husband Josh, who runs the Rock Pit, and their daughter Zaria. Um, so, so it is someone's backyard, mm. um, and as such, it's very important to uh, maintain the health and beauty of the land. And it is part of the Agricultural Land Reserve. Um, There's only 5% of British Columbia that's viable agricultural land, and we're part of it. Um, And we actually have to get permission from the Agricultural Land Commission to have the festival here. Mm -hmm. Um, So I'm part of what they want to see from us is, uh, you know, taking measures to reduce soil compaction. One of the things we're doing this year is um, we're starting to charge for parking. Um, we're aiming for people to eventually uh, be parked in the free parking zone that isn't in the ALR land mm-hmm. um, and have more just tents down around the main area of the festival. Uh, last year I read uh, in the Nelson paper um, that there was there was a bit of, 
Um, you know, ambivalence uh, in, in the locals in, in terms of, you know, when Shambhala comes along, you get these sort of uh, funny-looking young people showing up uh, on the streets. And I just wonder, in terms of being a good neighbor, what, what do you guys do to, to be a good neighbor in, in the region? Um, there's a lot of things we do. Uh, we make a lot of donations. Um, all the uh, perishable food items from the food vendors, um, any uh, leftover vegetables and stuff like that, that all goes to the um, the Nelson Soup Kitchen right after the festival. We arrange a delivery right after uh, after we close down on Monday. And we also collect um, per- non-perishable food items um, from guests on the way out, um, any leftover canned food and such that they have, and those all go to the local food banks. Um, as well, we've been a supporter of the uh, Kootenai Lake Outdoor Skate Park Society. Um, Nelson is one of the few towns in this region that still doesn't have a skate park, which is kind of odd because it's one of the bigger towns in this area. We just, uh, our town just got uh, granted land for a skate park, and now they're raising money for um, for actually building the park. Mm-hmm. And we've been the largest contributor to that. Um, and we've also donated to the CT scanner um, fund for the local hospital. All right. Now, last last question. What uh, what act or what event are you looking forward to see when you're when you're not on duty? Hmm, that's a tough one. Um, <laughs> I'm really looking forward to Skrillex. He's one of the biggest names in electronic, most popular names in electronic music right now. And uh, I just think it's fantastic that he had nine out of the top ten tracks on Beatport back in November. He just kind of came out of nowhere, and I think it's pretty cool. <laughs> awesome. Well, thanks so much for, for your time today. Yeah, thank you so much. And that was our arts director, Adam Janusz, uh, who is your regular host of the Arts Report, uh, speaking to Brits. Uh, she is the social media coordinator for the Shambhala Music Festival. Now, I'm sad because I don't get to tell you that you can still go to Shambhala because, uh, as you may have heard from the uh, interview, it's sold out in record time. So there are no tickets left. Um, so it's completely sold out. 10,000 people will be at this festival. It's crazy. It's going to be fun. So if you are one of those 10,000 people, good on you for getting tickets uh, nice and early. Um, if you want more information about the festival or the artists playing at the festival, you can visit their website, which is shambhalamusicfestival.com. Um, and again, you will be hearing more from us uh, on CITR. And make sure you tune in next Wednesday uh, for Adam's special report. All right, we're coming right back in a few seconds to talk to you about Julius Caesar's, uh, or sorry, Julius Caesar, which is Carousel Theatre's uh, Teen Shakespeare Company uh, and their production, uh, which is running right now. Um, but before we do that, we are going to take a short break. Uh, so we will be right back here on the Arts Report on CITR. Want to know what's up at UBC? Read the UBC. It's only the largest student newspaper in Western Canada, and it's written and edited entirely by UBC students. The UBC is your source for on-campus news, culture, and sports. New editions come out every Monday and Thursday. For breaking news, as well as amazing videos and blogs, check out ubc.ca.
And welcome back to the Arts Report here on CITR, 101.9 FM in Vancouver, and online uh, at CITR.ca. Did I mention we have a podcast? We have a great podcast of the Arts Report that you can find uh, on our website, uh, again, CITR.ca, or uh, if you are an iTunes iPod person, you can search in iTunes and you will find it there if you search for CITR Arts Report. Okay, moving right along. Um, We have one more really fantastic interview for you today uh, in the show, and it's about Carousel Theatre. Uh, Carousel Theatre is dedicated to inspiring, enlightening, and entertaining young people and their families through accessible theatrical experiences that develop audiences and artists. Uh, Every summer, an ensemble of teen actors from across Metro Vancouver join the company to present a classic uh, Shakespearean tale. Uh, This summer, Shakespeare's infamous tragedy, Julius Caesar, in which ambition and power lead to betrayal and murder, comes to the performance works outdoor stage in a modern retelling full of political intrigue. Uh, Adam recently caught up with Carousel's artistic director and head instructor, Carol Higgins, about working with Shakespearean text. You know, I think one of the things, one of the misconceptions perhaps about Shakespeare is, you know, I remember being a, a teenager and, you know, actually I think the first, play we, the first play we studied in English was in fact Julius hmm. Caesar in grade nine, I believe. And I think sometimes there's a, mis, a misconception out there on the difficulty of the language of Shakespeare. Yeah. And at the end of the day, these are fantastic stories. They're mm-hmm. very exciting stories. Uh, they've stood the test of time. Right. That's why, like, 400 years later, exactly. they're, still, they're still being produced, yeah. and they're still relevant. And yeah. um, so I think one of the things that we're always very interested in doing with the, with the Teen Shakespeare program is dismantling any preconceptions people may have, whether it be the audience or the teens themselves, of what Shakespeare is. And how do you do that? Um, really just... Mining, I like mm, mining the text, the text, as it were, um, being very specific in what it is you're saying. So yes, some of the language is a little bit archaic, mm-hmm. and you know uh, that type of stuff. But I really believe if the actors are very clear with their text, the audience is going to get the majority. Right. If they're clear with their meaning and their, and intention, their intention, the audience will pick that up. And and it all comes back to what does the character want on stage? Why is the character doing? what we're right. doing so if mm-hmm. we're clear in our storytelling mm-hmm. you know it hopefully will be clear too. okay and yeah. you said that uh, auditions uh, auditions are, are the way that uh, these teens get uh, their parts mm-hmm. so I wonder what uh, for, for Brutus for example what, what were you looking for and what, um, why did you go with the, the person that you did uh, the p- person who's playing Brutus uh, his name is Kane Tone he's uh-huh. been a, a part of this program for quite a few years he has a really good grasp of the text mm-hmm. it was also the role he was most passionate uh-huh. about so I, I'm always very interested in that what, what roles the, the uh, teen teenagers are interested in playing and also a double-edged sword which roles they aren't interested in playing mm. because sometimes they can learn an awful lot by being cast in a role that they don't I don't at first don't at first like yeah. and then our job becomes um, assisting them and falling in love with the character because yeah. that's at the end of the day no matter what role you're playing that's what you want to be doing is mm. you know loving your character whatever right. whatever that is um, uh, we've got a lot of gender reversals in this play uh-huh. the way we're staging it in our production Cassius is being played by a female actor mm. uh, many of our conspirators are also being played by female actors um, which is exciting. Mm-hmm. Uh, it actually is very, very interesting in terms of we've had many very lively discussions in the rehearsal hall about how the gender switches that we're doing have played into the text and given yeah. it a, 
an interesting meaning in terms yeah. of well, who's having an affair with who, and you know all those <laughs> kinds of things, and and women's ambitions versus men's ambitions, and all, mm. all just how gender plays into it all. Right. So right. So when you switch the genders, the text suddenly. Um, you have a fresh take on it, a fresh perspective. Perhaps, yeah. perhaps we think. So that's, that's pretty <laughs> exciting. Um, and we're having a great time. We're exhausted, but we're having a wonderful, wonderful time. Great. And basically what we try to do with the Teen Shakespeare program too is take our teens through um, a process modeled after our professional work so mm -hmm. that for the teens who are part of the program, they're going away with an understanding of what it takes to be a professional actor. You yeah. know, we've got three weeks in the hall, a week of tech, and then uh, two weeks of performances. Yeah. So they're with us for six weeks, uh, and we do a 90-minute Shakespeare uh, yeah. production in that time frame. So, uh, so in that respect, it's very similar to, to what they might face in a professional atmosphere. Absolutely, yeah. absolutely. So that they, yeah. they, they are... Um, you know, no illusions about what the what the industry would be yeah. like. They actually get their weekends off during rehearsals. They get two days off. Whereas, oh, what a luxury! Uh, professional productions um, <laughs> you only take one, so one day off, so yeah. that is a luxury. But they also need time to be sure, teens to and be have teens. a great summer too. Um, but it, it's uh, I love our Teen Shakespeare program so much. It's so every year I'm always just truly amazed and inspired by by the enthusiasm that the teenagers bring to the table and how much we as an ensemble and as a group accomplish from day one to mm -hmm. closing night. It's, it's a phenomenal journey for everybody, mm -hmm. so which is really exciting. Great. Well, thanks very much. You're very welcome. And that was Adam speaking to Carol Higgins, who is the artistic director and head instructor at Carousel Theatre for Young People. Uh, and their Teen Shakespeare program, once again, uh, they are presenting Julius Caesar. It's a free show. Go check it out. It's at Performance Works at the outdoor stage on Granville Island. Don't worry, they have a plan to take you inside if it starts raining. Um, but that's not going to happen. It's going to be sunny and beautiful, and you're going to have a great time. Um, so it's at Performance Works outdoor stage. Uh, it runs tonight uh, at 7.30, uh, nightly through August 13th, every night except Sunday. Uh, so Monday through Saturday at 7.30 p.m. There's also a 2 p.m. matinee uh, this Saturday and next, um, and uh, uh, tickets are free. So it's really great. Uh, more information can be found on their website, which is carouseltheater.ca, or you can phone them, 604-669-3410. I also want to mention that they have uh, this wonderful thing called a travel raffle. Um, they're selling $5 raffle tickets for uh, two flights, return flights, with all taxes, transfers, fees, everything paid um, and included um, anywhere WestJet flies. It's a really great package. So for $5, you could be flying to Hawaii or Mexico or somewhere awesome. Um, so you can find more information about that, as well as this thing that they have called the Wicked Awesome Silent Auction, which I'm gathering is Wicked Awesome. You can check that out online, carouseltheater.ca. And um, that is wonderful. All right. Um, I want to tell you more about a show that's coming up um, about uh, our friends at 30 Live and remind you uh, about what they have coming up. And we're going to play a song before we do that. Um, and I, uh, before I want to do that, though, there's one more thing happening at Carousel Theatre, um, and it's uh, Damper Jumpsuit Productions. Um, they're doing an improv show, and it's going to be uh, tomorrow night at Carousel, so you can go and check that out. That's uh, not related to Teen Shakespeare at all, but it is happening at the Carousel Theatre building. Um, and again, it's an improv show, um, a local company that's coming in to do that, and so that should be fun. Okay, now, right, 30 Live. Um, they have their one-year anniversary coming up. It's very exciting. And one of the bands that was with them 
uh, sort of when they first started and has continued to be very supportive uh, is a band called Free City Collective. Uh, they've just recently released an EP uh, called Western Vulture. Uh, it's a lot of fun, and I want to play you a song from that now, and then I will tell you more about the show when we return. Uh, so this is Free City Collective with a track called Indian Arm, and it's on CITR 101.9 FM.
Buongiorno, accomodatevi che salviamo subito. every Tuesday from 2 to 3 p.m. on CITR 101.9 FM here in Vancouver. Sample the various flavors of Italian folk music from the north to the south, traditional to modern, on this bilingual Italian and English show. Un programma bilingue che esplora il mondo della musica etnica italiana. Given the boot. And welcome back to the Arts Report uh, here on CITR 101.9 FM in Vancouver and streaming live online all the time at citr.ca. You can also find us and perhaps are listening to us now in podcast form uh, again at citr.ca or in iTunes. Uh, again, my name is Nick Sartori and it's been a real pleasure being with you uh, this day. Uh, Adam will be back next week with the Shambhala special. Um, and uh, the song you heard before that ad there, Forgiven the Boot, which is a great show here on CITR, um, was from Free City Collective, which is a local band here from uh, Vancouver. And you can find more information about them at uh, freecitycollective.com. And you should check out their uh, Western Vulture EP, which is available on iTunes. Um, but the reason I wanted to play you that song is because 30 Live Group is celebrating their first uh, birthday uh, with 30 Fest. It's a one-year birthday festival, and it'll be at the Co- Cobalt, uh, Friday, September 9th. You're going to want to save this date. Music starts at 6 p.m. and runs until 3. Um, it's going to be absolutely huge. Some of the bands playing are the Wizards, uh, Free City Collective, you just heard, um, Funk Hunters, and uh, the Chimp and Zebras, which are all great, great local acts from around town. Um, it's going to be the party um, of Vancouver music, so make sure you go there, because it's going to be great. Um, and speaking of Vancouver music, um, Discord Radio is coming up next, which is a great Vancouver uh, show, a- and and uh, we're going to play you the show from July, uh, does that say the 5th? The 6th. Thanks, Anna. Um, it's from July 6th, uh, so we're going to play that for you in a few seconds. Um, again, the Arts Report will be back next Wednesday. I want to say special thanks to Anna, who has been fantastic in the studio, and thank you because I would have failed on pushing buttons and sliding things. Um, and, of course, thanks to Adam for having me fill in this week, and again, he will be back next week. Um, we're going to play a song now that uh, Anna can probably tell you just as much about as I can <laughs> um, before we lead into the next uh, Discord or radio show. So this is from a band called uh, Types and Types. As far as I understand it, they're not English, though, Anna. No, it's tapes and tapes from Minneapolis. Can you do? <laughs> so then, why why were you, were you before you, you, you were? Do you have a Minnesota accent? I d- no, no, I don't think I can do the Minneapolis. It's, it's not an accent that I have in my in my portfolio of accents. Um, so, this is a, a song from their record, which is called Outside, um, and it's a song called Bada Boom, and it's here on CITR one hundred one point nine FM. Thanks for being with us. Stick around for Discord Radio. <laughs> 